All right, friends, we are back. It is 10 o'clock at night, and it is summertime, and Amy Sherman from the Michigan's Best Team left me a beer today that I wanted to try, so I'm going to try it with you guys. It is from Upper Hand. It's part of their Boatload series. This is the Yellow Hex, which is lemon, lemongrass, and salt, and it's a Goza style, which is one of my favorites for the summer, so we'll try this one together. Oh, wow. That's really good. So we will be doing this one with the Yellow Hacks. And uh, for episode 45, I wanted to do something a little bit differently because it is the summertime. So I've been writing. The last episode we put up was right before May. And the rest of the time from May till right now, I've been writing just these random thoughts down. And some of these thoughts get longer and longer and, and sort of congeal into an actual idea. And so for the summer, I thought I would capture some of those ideas down in the podcast and see how that goes, see how that feels and see what that becomes because this podcast has just been one incredible experiment after another. And this just seems like a natural extension of what we've already been doing. So with that, um, we'll kick into the intro and then we'll, we'll get going. There are aspects of my personality that I can't control. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. The Incredible Halt Podcast. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret. I'm always angry. I'm raised on television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars. But we won't. The Incredible Halt. Besides, nobody's getting hurt. Podcast. Maybe if I can control it, I can use it. Hear the music. So like I said, it is 10 o'clock at night. We are enjoying a delicious beer. And we're going to move into talking about coffee. So recently in our household, we had a huge, and I mean huge change. And in fact, Angie and I have been talking about this change for the last three years over dinner, in the car, in those quiet moments when the kids were asleep. And all of those conversations sort of congealed and bubbled up and came to a head in late May. Because in late May, Angie and I, in fact, around Memorial Day, took a trip down to Charleston, South Carolina. And we spent three days in the Bolt Luxury Treehouse Farm, which is this amazing place to kind of get away from everything. So it's in Wadmalal. I think that's how you pronounce the island name. So it's an extension of Charleston. It's sort of part brackish freshwater, which means it's got freshwater and saltwater in it, which was perfect for making cotton. Um, and the ocean is on one side. So it's kind of set in, in an island form in between the ocean and some brackish sort of marshlands, right? All that to say, we were away from everybody. We were away from technology. There was no Wi-Fi. The phone didn't work. And so we had a lot of time to get away from the pull of the phone, the onslaught of the notifications, the ding of the tech that, you know, if you just don't actively take a break every once in a while, just starts to pull at your soul. And so there we were in Charleston, totally disconnected and well-fed because if you've not been to South Carolina they can cook down there, um, and it was spectacular. But we decided at that moment that it was finally time to make this change. And the change that we were going to make is after six years, Angie was going to leave her job as a marketing strategist and then spend a year with her kids. Um, and I can tell you it's been a little bit over two weeks, and this has been just absolutely fantastic. Because prior to this change, I think if we were going to describe our life, and if you know us, you probably wouldn't think this, but maybe you would. 
But we would describe our life as complete chaos, and our life would look like this. The alarm would hit, we would shower, we'd have to take care of the dogs very quickly, take care of the cat, get dressed, wake the kids, give them some sort of breakfast before we load them up in the car and then get them to daycare. And then from daycare, we would drive to work and then we grab coffee on the way. And at some point, someone would be crying. It would either be children or Angie or myself. And that would be the morning. That's how we would start our day completely chaotically. And then at night, we'd just take that whole process and we would reverse it, right? We'd race to get out of work on time and take stock of all the work we'd have to do at home because we'd have to leave on time to get to daycare in time to pick the kids up, to drive home, have a very quick dinner, get a bath, then they go to bed and rinse and repeat. And if you're listening to this and thinking, well, that didn't really seem like there was a whole time, a whole lot of time, I should say, for quality time, you're 100% correct. Fast forward to today, more specifically this morning, I made French press coffee this morning, if that tells you anything. And most mornings in the last two and a half weeks, uh, I get a bit of reading done. I don't really check my email till I get to work. I walk the dogs and I do all of that before I arrive at work, which is earlier than I ever arrove, arrove, that's not even a word, was able to arrive prior to this giant change. Now, I share this story with you not because I'm saying everybody should have somebody from the household stay home with the kids. That is not at all why I'm sharing this story, because I know how terrifying, absolutely terrifying that decision is to make that leap from two income down to one. Um, and it's silly to say that because our parents, that was just the thing that they did back in that era. Somebody stayed home and somebody went out and worked. In most cases, the wife stayed home. The husband went out and worked, and, and it worked. But right now, that's not how the universe works. But for us, we wanted to see if we could get this done. And so it required quite a bit of math, a lot more planning, and a whole lot of faith. And that was the thing. That was the thing that we needed, is to understand that we were just going to do this. And whatever the, the ramifications were, we felt the payoff was going to be worth it in the end. So whatever happens between now and a year from now, when Jack will be in preschool, Evelyn will, is going to be a third grader at that point. Sorry, I need to sit on that for a second. Uh, she's going to be a third grader at that point. Angie will move on to the next season of her life. So the reason I share this with you is because I was able to notice a pattern. It started to manifest for me because five years ago, we were in a similar yet different situation. We were at another crossroad. Our relationship, I would say, was not in the best place. Uh, the energy in the house was off. I was on call at my prior job 24-7, meaning they would call almost consistently nearly every other night between 1 a.m. and 3 a.m. Um, the money was there, but it was this weird thing where it never seemed to be enough. We never seemed to catch up. It felt like our life, if it was a car, was slipping gears. It was not transitioning smoothly from one thing to the next. It would just jam into the next thing, and I knew we needed to make a change. And we had spent the prior eight months talking about this change before we made it because... We've got this interesting relationship where she and I can feel the energy of one another and know when things are starting to go astray before they get bad or something catastrophic happens. So we knew it was time for a change and we knew it was me. It was my, it's, it's not you, 
it's me, right? It was my job and it was taking up a lot of me and a lot of my energy and I wasn't getting a lot back from it. And that's, of course, how I ended up at MLive is I left my prior job and I ended up here making all the stuff that I'm currently doing right now, which brings us back to the present day. So I noticed the same pattern. It was chaotic. The house was off. The energy was off. And if you spent time with us, you probably wouldn't have picked up this change either, but we could feel it. We got that feeling where work just didn't stay at work. We were constantly connected, not physically with people in our proximity, but with the, the digital world. And the ones that were closest to us just started to get cleaved away, right? It was Everybody was connected, meaning we were in the same space, but nobody was actually connected. And it started to be a big problem in the last 12 months. And, and you might even call this a work-life balance if you're less woo-woo about it. But I'm pretty woo-woo, and I'm just warning you. Uh, but it's that feeling that you're being told something. And if you'll indulge for a second, I want to talk about quantum physics. Because quantum physics understands that everything in the universe is made up of some sort of energy. Big energy, small energy, to understand it in layman's terms like I would need to understand it and that energy vibrates and all of those energies vibrate at different intervals if you're a musician a drummer whatever different tempos right some go faster than others some go slower but they all have a movement and they all have a vibration and you right now me right now making this you listening are awash in this energy and so when something in your life isn't working to me I find it helpful to think about that energy and to go a little bit further, I think when those things aren't working and it feels like you're jamming from first gear to fourth gear and from fourth gear to second gear and second gear to third gear and then into reverse, it's the universe trying to tell you something. And the universe will continue to tell you something till you either make a change or decide that the suffering is where you want to sit. So if you get up each day, let's say, and you're miserable and you go to a job that you hate and then you come home and your relationship with your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your husband, your wife, your dog, your cat, your children, they get to suffer at the hands of what happened in your day. You can see that pattern. You can feel that energy and you know that in that particular story, nothing is clicking. Worse yet, that situation can actually be messing with your brain. A couple of years ago, there was a study from the Stanford School of Medicine, and it showed that complaining and venting and negative energy is actually rewriting your brain and ultimately is really terrible for your health. Speaking of terrible for your health, another sip of beer. Mm. So real quick, explanation of what happens in your brain when a thought shows up. So there, for ease of understanding how thoughts work, there are two things in your brain. There are synapses, a collection of a lot of them, and then the spaces in between those synapses, those are called the synaptic cleft. And so every time you have a thought, I would like to drink this beer, I would really like a hamburger, I really am into that guy or girl, what happens is a bridge connects two synapses. So over the synaptic cleft, a bridge shows up and makes that connection and then you have a reaction to that thought to break this down as simply as possible. And when you have the same types of thoughts over and over and over again, those synapses that are in control of those thoughts start to move closer and closer 
and closer together, making it easier and more efficient for your brain to have those thoughts. So, if you're negative or speaking negative all the time, your brain will seek out the negative because that's what it's hardwired to do. That's what it's built to be efficient at is being negative. In the same way that your brain would seek out the dopamine hit from your Instagram hits or if you're addicted to candy or if you're addicted to caffeine or alcohol or drugs or whatever, your brain wires itself so that it can get to that stuff faster and faster and faster because it creates this pattern. So if your life isn't working, that's the universe trying to tell you something. If you're shifting out of these gears and everything feels not smooth and herky and jerky, it's the universe trying to talk to you. And you either listen or you make the cognitive decision that you want to live in that particular form of suffering. The other thing that happens is negative energy actually brutalizes a part of your brain known as the hippocampus. And what that is responsible for is your learning and memory. So to put that a different way, since it's Monday, you probably heard and have somebody in your office who goes, oh, it's Monday. And that same person in five days go, can't wait for Friday. That guy, that girl. So what happens with that guy, that girl, is if you listen to a caustic coworker who's spreading vitriol or talking about a rumor or being caustic towards another employee or the place that you actually work for just 30 minutes, that elevates levels of a drug in your brain called cortisol. And what that does is speed up cell death in your brain. It actually kills brain cells. So listening to that person whine and complain actually makes you dumber at the highest level. And then if we go a little bit deeper, if you stay in that space and you continually dump cortisol into your brain, that will actually help lead you to heart disease, to depression, to lowered immune system, insomnia, or digestive issues, all because of who you hang out with and what you talk about in this very specific instance. And probably the most interesting part of all of these studies, and there's a bunch of them out there, is that maybe venting starts from a place where you have good intentions. You think, if I just vent, if I just can get this negative energy out, everything will be better. But instead, what happens is when you vent, when you complain, when you whine, when you bitch, it actually creates a feedback loop in your brain that looks for more negative energy. So when you vent, you beget more venting. That begets more venting. And pretty soon, you're the negative person in your circle. Or you're in a circle of people who are holistically negative all of the time. And a different study out of the University of Arkansas shows that while you're thinking, if I just get it out, it'll go away faster. I'll normalize quicker. That actually couldn't be further from the truth. In fact, that negative energy will dissipate naturally, or you can work to figure out ways to control your anger. If you're somebody who working out does that, that's how you get it out. That might be a much better way to do that instead of venting, because then the feedback loop is I get angry, then I go build up a sweat and work out a little bit and everything sort of mellows out. But even if you don't do that, even if you're not somebody who hits the gym, your brain will still dial itself down naturally if you just let it do that. In fact, it'll be faster than the venting because like I said, the venting will just put you in the spiral where you stay venting and venting and venting. And that's when you find yourself coming home from a bad day at work, complaining to your friends at the bar going to sleep, to wake up in the morning to complain about work and start it all over again. 
So if you're listening to this and you're thinking to yourself, there's just there's parts of my life that aren't working, I would say try to understand that energy. And I know this is going to be woo-woo for some of you, but hang with me for just a second. Just try to understand that. Find a place in your house or in a yard or at a park or at a beach this time of year and just sit in the silence. Put away your devices, put away your headphones and just sit and listen. And what you'll be surprised to find out is you can start to begin to dial in, not literally, but maybe metaphysically, to what quantum physics is talking about. You'll start to feel those vibrations and pick up on those energies. And when you find that discord in your life, you can start to understand how to rewire that energy and make it more tonal in nature, right? Play actual chords instead of discord. And maybe turn that energy into something positive or make a change in your life once you identify where that bad energy is coming from to put more positive energy into your life. For me, my two favorite ways to do this are as follows. Either go for a long run, because I find once I go a certain distance, so after about two miles, your brain starts to get in a groove, and it then it just kind of gets to do jazz, gets to do a little bit of improv, and you start to see the world in a different way, and you get that what they call runner's high. And when you've got that runner's high or some semblance of that runner's high, you see the world in a different way not only during the run, but then afterwards as you're coming back down, um, I find I just get tons of ideas when I go for longer runs. I come back clearer. I am more in tune with the energy around and can kind of go, oh yeah, that's that's where that bad energy is coming from. That is all me and here's how I'm going to fix that. So running is the first one for me. The second one, and I try and do this year round, although Uh, When we have rough winters like we did this year, it gets a little tough to do this, but I like to be around water as much as possible. And I don't mean like the pool at the Y, although that's fine. I would prefer to be towards natural lakes, ponds, rivers, oceans, those sorts of things, Um, because there's something about bodies of water and myself in particular that I just feel this profound shift and, and I can really pick up on the energies being around water. And so this time of year, I like to be, I mean, I've I've been in Grand Haven, I think almost every week this year, spending some time at the beach, either just to be in and around the water, to watch the sunset, to watch the sunrise, something like that, just to be around that energy because I find it invigorating and it, it fills me up in a way that, um, really nothing else on the planet seems to do for me. And so that's how I, I start to dial in on those energies and pick up on the, the disturbance in the force, if you will, and work towards getting rid of that or moving it in a different direction, changing it completely or making a giant leap. And for us, this was a giant leap that has just been amazing. And I, I cannot recommend making giant leaps enough because the two that we've done in the last five years have been so good for us as a collective familial unit that I just think it's important to take stock of not only what's going on in your life, but who's in your life and what energy are they bringing in. And you probably have people in your life that when they come into the office or they come into your house or you go to their house or you see them out in the world, something just slips a gear. 
There's just, they're not jiving with you. They bring some energy that you and them just don't jive. And it either, you walk away feeling angry or off or something, or you just don't want to be around that person. You're, you're almost repelled, right? Negative energy, positive energy in a magnetic sense. Listen to that stuff and understand that when you spend time in the negative, it's easy for your brain to leap those bridges, to pull, pull those synapses closer and make it as easy as possible for you to stay there, which is why it's so hard. If you know somebody in your life that is negative all the time, it's really hard for them to get out of that because they've rewired their brain to create that feedback loop to stay there. The way that you get out of that is you listen, you sit in the silence, you go downstairs at 10 o'clock on a Monday and you just start talking after you spend a weekend writing and you drink a delicious beer and talk to your friends about something that's in your head and see what happens, right? You go make something and while you're making it, there's an energy around making it and then you, when you're done with it, you set down the thing that you're made and see how you feel. And then you either make it again or go make something different. But the energy is important. And so I would say to you on this Monday night that if, if there's something in your life that just isn't working, you've been trying and it just, you're trying to get that job or you're trying to get that promotion or you're trying to date that guy or that girl and it's just not working, the universe might be talking to you and the universe might be saying, and I say this to people in my family all the time and it sort of drives them crazy. So hopefully it will drive you crazy too. The universe is talking to you all of the time. Whether or not you listen is up to you. And whether or not you want to act is up to you. But there's energy around everything. And that's not certainly part spiritual. It's not all spiritual. There's quantum mechanics to explain that there is, in fact, a vibration and an energy around everything. And not tonight, because we're not going to do this for much longer, but not tonight, but later probably this week, we're going to talk about music when we talk about vibrations and the power of music. And a couple of years back, I did a research project on music that I've been thinking about a lot and wondering how I can dive back into it and talk a little bit more about it. And that might just be here. And so this is the first one. Uh, it's in the books. It's different than what we've done on this channel literally ever. And so I would love some feedback. If you liked it, if you want to hear more of it, if you've got some questions on your mind that you'd like to explore deeper and wondering if that might be something that, that we could do on this channel, I would love the feedback. It's always welcome and always super helpful. And so with that, I hope you have an awesome week. Have a wonderful evening, and I'm going to enjoy the rest of this. Uh, again, if you want to check out, the, if you're into Gozas, which summertime, I don't know how you would not be, uh, it's Yellow Hex. It's part of the Boatload series from Upper Hand, and it is uh, delicious if you like uh, lemon-tinged Goza beers. All right, friends. With that, have an awesome night. We'll talk again soon. Bye.